You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico, a very echoey sort of person, and that is Big Chris Newton. Thank you for joining us. We come at you every other week in the offseason, every week during the regular season. And the one question I love asking my buddy Big Newt is, Big Newt, how are you feeling? What up, though? Everything good, man. This is just a daggum shame that the NFL are being some they're they're being scumbags. They are they're being are scumbags. They? Yeah. Explain. Because man, you're gonna put a free agency smack and dab in the middle of March Madness, man. I'm like, NFL just runs everything, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're being you know, scumbags, man. Let 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 the college kids breathe. Let them eat a little bit, bro. You gonna come out with free agency? <laughs> we try to see where Lamar Jackson going and all the trades, and you try to fill out your brackets at the same time. I'm like, dang, man, let the college kids eat, man. Jeez, I that's really funny. <laughs> I I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, you you're 100 percent correct. They they did this on purpose, didn't they? God, man, they just run sports, man. But I, I love it, man. I couldn't get enough of it. And I'm up here. I was trying to fill out my brackets and stuff for my little group or whatever. You know, my little 20 friends. We've been doing this for years. And I'm like, man, I am I got NFL Network on trying to see what's going on with free agent frenzies. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because there's been – there's been a lot of strange news with this free agency period, and that's what we're here to talk about. The moves that the Buffalo Bills have made in free agency, but in particular, we want to take a look at what the Buffalo Bills have done, and we are going to examine how that may be playing into their overall off-season personnel plans going forward. We may be able to get clues for how they're going to conduct themselves at the draft by what they've done during this past week. But You've got the scouting combine. You've got free agency. Then you've got March Madness. It's all sort of happening at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And and for some of you all that like second-tier football, man, you got the XFL, man. All right. I know. Oh, man. So anyway, it's been a, an exciting couple of days, even though the Buffalo Bills have not made a big splash. Now, Big New, do you remember back in January when Brandon Bean said that the Bills were not going to make a splash, that they were going to be kind of quiet, that they feel like even in 2024, they're going to be up against the salary cap, so they have to be careful this year? I do, absolutely. People seem to forget about that, don't they? <laughs> we have short memories, man. It's what we want. We want the new, biggest, and best, man. We want the shiny new thing, so... And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he held true. We're pretty much standing pat. We're just replacing what we already had. 
And I understand that people are saying, well, look at all the players that Miami is signing and the Chiefs are doing things. And And the Bengals. And the Bengals, yes, they signed an excellent left tackle. But here's the thing with the Miami Dolphins, you can't compare the two. You cannot compare the two because they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yes, they did uh, yesterday or the day before, I believe, as of today. they they uh, exercise a fifth year op- option on tour, Tungo Loa. So yeah, yeah, and that's a good move on their part. They've got it a cost controlled player who performed well last year. Right. They just got to see if he can stay healthy. Right. The dude's got to stop hitting his head on things, or getting hit, or getting hit. Yes, yeah. that's the other thing. Yeah. So should we uh, should we discuss who the Buffalo Bills have signed? Let's go for it. All right, they signed a backup quarterback, Kyle Allen. They signed a backup running back, Damian Harris. A backup wide receiver, Deontay Hardy. Another backup receiver, Trent Sherfield, and a starting guard, Connor McGovern. What is your take, buddy? Do you like any of these? Do you dislike any of these? Like I just said, I feel like we held Pat. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, let's start with Hardy. I, uh... You know, obviously, I got ties in New Orleans, so I asked all my Saint fans, you know, when we receive somebody, you call somebody from that fan base to see how they feel about it. And it was split. Some people like them. Some people think they, they helped them last year. And some people like, I don't care. It's not going to move the needle. So I'm just like, meh, with that transaction. Also, uh, along with Damian Harris, kind of a couple of those two together, is are they going to be available? You uh-huh. know? So these two guys are missing games. So I just look at it like we're just kicking the tires on. I, you know, they're one year, basically one year contracts, even though Deontay Hardy is two years, they can get out of it after one season. Damian Harris is average. He's an average running back. Deontay Mm -hmm. Hardy had turf tone missed almost all of last year, but they say he's an exciting player. But my question is with Hardy, he was signed to replace Isaiah McKenzie. Exactly. Did they improve with that signing? You want to know the truth? I don't I don't think he did. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like Isaiah McKenzie. He had the droppies at times. And, and like, the turf monster always yeah. caught him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get you trying to do it, but I don't, I don't think it's an upgrade. And like I said, we don't even know if this dude can stay healthy. So, I mean, Is, I just look at it like a lateral move, like we're kicking the tires. Mm-hmm. Is Damian Harris an improvement over Devin Singletary? Once again, are you going to be available? Because Damian Harris is giving the Bills, you know, tough games. So um, we lost Devin Singletary, uh, one of our lead rushers all time. I think he's like, what, number 10? Number yeah. nine, number 10 on our all-time rushing list. He uh, signed yesterday with the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. who's making a lot of improvements. They also signed uh, – uh, Schultz, a tight end. So, oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. I so, uh, uh, is he better than Devin Singletary? I mean, I don't think bigger. so. He's bigger. He's twenty he, pounds bigger, but he's not like a battering ram type player. He's twenty pounds heavier, but he's four inches taller. Right. So um, he's, he has, he's a bigger person, and and he did well. Like in the red zone, um, I think I saw somebody, he averaged like four yards a carry on third down or some, some crazy stat. So it bring, if at the very least, to put a positive spin on it, 
it gives us something that we didn't already have in the room. So I think that's positive. But he doesn't run like a big back. Mm. You know, yeah. that's kind of my thing. He's sort of a vision and contact balance player, which is pretty much what Devin Singletary is. He's a little bit stronger, but he's not as quick. So I, I think they cancel each other out that way. That's fair. That's fair. So let's talk about Trent Sherfield. Signed a, a one-year contract from Miami. He pretty much, I assume, is going to come in as your replacement for Jake Kummerow. I, I actually think you have an improvement there. Okay. And All the right. reason I think that is he's got some speed. He's got very good hands. In 70 targets over the past two years, he has two drops. Nice. Kumaro had a hard time getting on the field because he was really a special teamer first. He wasn't a terrible receiver, but Trent Sherfield has also played a lot of slot along the way, and he claims that the Bills are telling him that he's going to get a lot of snaps in the slot. Sure-handed guy, he doesn't really get wide open by large margins, but he's a slightly bigger frame and a great, great blocker downfield. Uh, they The Dolphins used him to block a, a, a lot of Defensive ends, linebackers, that kind of thing on running plays. So, mm. you know, it's a step up. We we just don't know what they're paying him yet. Same with Damian Harris. Right. Right. So, then now, you if you look at our wide receiver room, you got Diggs and Gabe Davis on the outside, and then you got Khalil Shakur in the slot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sherfield, you know, he'll uh, come in for Shakur. Uh, Hardy will be on the outside for Gabe Davis' backup. So, How do you feel about our wide receiver room then at this point? You know, I I feel like they made improvements along the the fringe. I I don't think these are big upgrades over what they had, but they they may be slight upgrades. Okay. Does that seem reasonable to you? That's reasonable. And I'm just happy you're you're being positive about it. So that makes me (laughs) feel real good, you know? Well, I do. Do we go? Do we go wide receiver? Do these? All right. My next question then is for our listeners: Does this? Do we still go wide receiver in the first couple rounds of the draft? I think so. Okay. It, n- these guys don't move the needle enough to say no. We we don't want a talented receiver coming. Okay. All right. Um, and, and and speaking of receivers, you know, uh, OBJ had a workout last week. So with us going by weekly, so many things happened in a two week span. I know. So right? week, uh, you know, we went out and checked them out. So what do you think about that? I just don't think we, at this point we have the money for them. I I think that's a big thing, and you can always talk about. Well, there's restructures and extensions you can do, but again, Brandon Bean said they're already up against the salary cap next year. So the more, the more you shuffle around paper to get people there to make space this year, you got to pay the piper down the road. I think they plan on taking their medicine this year all along. I, I think last year they went all in, they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. Yeah. The and they said, okay, the well in 23, we're just, we're going to deal with it. And that's right. what's happening. Right. So the Von Miller deal. Yeah, I agree. The shiny new toy is Connor McGovern, the guard that came over from the Cowboys. A three-year, $22.4 million deal. 
That's starter money, dude, right? Yep. And I feel like he's going to be uh, entrenched as a starter at the left guard position. Yes. Now, do you see that as an improvement over Roger Saffold? Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, once again, I got on the phone with Cowboy fans. And, and I feel like Cowboys, because uh, I know the first thing you do when you get a new lineman, what's the first thing you do? You go to PFF and see what his grade is. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think people are getting confused because it's two of them, right? Yeah, both free agents. Yeah, one for Dallas and then the other one for uh, the Jets. Mm-hmm. I think the one for the Jets is the better one. I don't know. You know, so Connor McGovern, I mean, the one we're getting, pass blocking is good. I don't know if the run blocking is good. His uh, grade was like... I want to say it was sixty something. I don't remember. I think didn't you tweet about it? Yeah, it was. It, it was a bad run grade. It was yeah. something like in the forties. Yeah. So I was like, ah. But he's supposed to be a pretty good pass blocker. So I don't know. I mean, um, but I do think he we can improve along the line. Um, and as far, like I said, as far as Sappho's concerned, I don't know what his. I don't remember what his grade wind up being, but I do think. I'm optimistic about this. I'm glad we're doing something. Um, and like you said, we gave the man starter money, so I think he's going to be in the starting lineup. I still think that we could go in the draft the first three rounds and bring in another lineman, preferably a center. Uh, a center, excuse me. I think I said center. Um, a center <laughs> uh, from when Mitch Morris is going to be ready to sit down. So hopefully it could be a swing guy, a guy that could play guard and then move the center once Miss Morris is going. I think we could do that in the first round. And I just, I like taking linemen. I know it ain't sexy. I mean, I, we've talked about this around draft time, and I'm going to beat the drum. You know, that's that's always been my uh, thing. Because linemen, you you hit on linemen better, even though Buffalo probably hasn't um, over our history as much. But you can hit on linemen it's more of a sure thing than other positions. So that's why I like – I would, it's more of a sure thing in the first three rounds. Well, I, I agree with you. Generally speaking, the closer to the football you get, the easier the transition is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you start getting out to, to wide receiver and cornerback, those guys have a huge learning curve. Mm. But, you know, if you're a big athletic dude – you can beat up the people across from you by being big and athletic. Right. So Connor McGovern has played center. Ryan Bates has also played center, as has uh, Ike Butker, all of whom are coming back. So I wonder if one of the things they're thinking here is Connor McGovern plays guard this year, but eventually becomes their center. That'd be great. We could do that. It's really good to have flexibility, and I know that's something that the the Bills love in their offensive linemen is to be able to play multiple positions, and that's that's what you've got here. The dude's being paid starter money, and you know, I wonder if they could have paid a few million more and gotten a guy who also excels at run blocking because you can upgrade your running backs and still not run run well because it starts in the trenches, right? I agree. I agree. Um, let's take a quick look at who the Bills have re-signed. Okay. Tyler Medikavich, Terrell Dotson. Both linebackers, both special teams aces. Terrell Dotson coming back on a $2 million 
guaranteed contract. Didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Dane Jackson resigned. Cam Lewis, both corners. Jordan Poyer, brother came back, and Sam Martin, the punter, signed a three-year deal worth $6 million. Jordan Poyer coming back. Let's talk about this. Did you see that coming? No. And and you know what I like in this too? I'm about to be a little ignorant now, but I'm in a jovial mood this week. <laughs> I, I liken him to a guy in his mid-40s going through a midlife crisis. He tells his wife and kids, hey, I'm not coming home no more. And then he realized after two weeks, Martha, can you let me back home? (laughs) (laughs) He realized it's cold out there in them streets, man. I know you see your friends out there partying, having fun, having poker nights and bowling and all that stuff. But you realize, man, I ain't made for these streets, man. And that's what (laughs) happened to George Poirier. George Poirier two weeks ago was like, man, I'm tired of New York. I'm tired of the cold. I'm tired about the the, uh, state income tax, man. I want to go to Florida. Then he realized it was cold out there. He came running back to old Bean and said, <laughs> he came running back to Bean. He was like, all right, I guess I will take that contract. So, yes, we have him back in the fold. And I'm making light of the situation. I'm not saying that happened at all. But, yes, I'm glad that he came back. And uh, now we have continuity in our safety tandem. Safety tandem, even though they're a little long in the tooth, um, I think we could get another year or two out of them and not have to worry about that as a need. And due to saying all the right things, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to relish the opportunity to uh, to be a mentor to the young guys on the team. I'm, I'm going to help groom my replacement. It's like, oh, Jordan. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. You come back humble when you come back home, man. You go back to Martha. You you rubbing her feet. You cooking, running her bubble baths and everything. When you realize it's cold out there, man. It ain't, it ain't what he thought it was out there, so. No, he thought he was going to get paid a lot more than right. he did. And a lot of people are getting a rude awakening. I mean, I was I was thinking Devin Singletary was going to come back until yesterday. I mean, obviously, we're recording the pod on Tuesday, and it drops on Wednesday morning. But, man, I was like Devin Singletary realizing he ain't right. going to get the payday he was thought he was going to get. And then he got right. picked up by Houston yesterday afternoon, so on Monday afternoon. I have to say I'm happy that the Bills brought back Dane Jackson because if nothing else, he's experienced and he's good depth. Um, Cam Lewis, we're talking about a special teamer, but Sam Martin, I think is an underrated punter and he signed on a, that's basically, he's getting $2 million a year with Mm -hmm. the $1.6 million cap hit this upcoming year. I thought he was good for the bills this past year. And oh my God, after last summer, I'm so glad we don't have to talk about punters for another few years. I know that's right, man. Yeah, I, I, I like that, man. And like I said, for anything but continuity's sake, you know, lock up guys. And, and and I know it ain't sexy. I know it's like we want the big splash, but sometimes the whole serve is good too. So I feel like we did that. Um, and going back to special teams, uh, Hardy is basically a punt return guy. It was surprising because – Although he made some plays, you look at his stats, it was no better than Naheem Hines. So I'm just like, I feel like Hines, is, I mean, if he's still on the roster, he's still going to be our guy. You think Hines is going to be the guy for what position? Our return. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, why are we bringing in Hardy? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. They say he's ultra quick, and I guess you, can, you can't you can pay for speed, but I don't know. He's little, so. 
you know. Yeah, he's really little. He's like yeah. 165 pounds, something stupid like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we laugh about jets. how like little and skinny I am. That's that's what I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I'm cool with it. Kick the tires and see what happens. So Sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I like going back to the defense real quick. Uh, Davis White coming back. Hopefully he rounds back in the form of being a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type player. Mm-hmm. Ron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Kyler Elam, and Bedford, man. I mean, so I, I like that. Along with Poirier and Micah Hyde, if they can stay healthy, man. So maybe we could get our uh, secretary, secondary back to, you know, its form where we know we can be. I, then, I think they will. Yeah. Because I, I Elam came around. That. Benford was good at the beginning of the season before he got injured. Mm-hmm. And Dane Jackson is not a star, but he is a starter in the NFL. Yes. So you've got great depth there. I agree. I they could use more depth at safety, but I see I see the DBs rounding back into form this upcoming season. And then uh, Brandon Bean spoke last week that, as far as middle linebackers concerned, that it's going to be uh, Terrell Dotson and Specter vying for that middle linebacker spot. Uh, and I think he might also mention Bernard. So yeah. uh, maybe maybe he feels like the solution to uh, Tremaine leaving, and, and I don't know if we discussed that. That's one of the things that happened. Tremaine uh, left for uh, Detroit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he he, got, uh, Chicago. Chicago, I'm sorry. He left for Chicago. Um, and he, What is he getting, like 18 mil a year, something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah 50 so mil like, guaranteed. 50 guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, and so he made it. Uh, Brandon Bean made it sound like that uh, the solution there would be already in house between uh, Bernard Dotson and uh, Specter. So let's um, now change the conversation to getting clues for what is going to come of roster construction for the rest of the off season. Okay, so he says. The solution might may well be in house. Do you believe him? For funsies, I'll say no. Okay, I I don't for believe funsies, him at all. Yeah, for funsies, and, and I'll tell but, you why. Okay, go ahead. Terrell Dodson is bad in covered coverage. Terrell mm-hmm. Bernard is an outside linebacker. He's not a Mike, and if Oh, what's the other guy's name from Boston College? Uh, Specter. Yeah, Balen Specter. If he, I mean, he looked great in the preseason, but if he had the it factor on any level, he wouldn't have been healthy scratch the majority of the season. Okay. If some, how rare is it for a player to go from a season long healthy scratch to a starter the next year? Rare. Right. The problem is the draft does not have many middle linebackers. The draft is this year is really long on the small, fast outside linebackers. Not a lot of dudes that can stack a uh, an offensive lineman who's going to come through at them. Mm-hmm. So I think that is clue number one of where Buffalo is headed in the draft they're going to find themselves a middle linebacker. 
The only thing that I'm hesitant about is if we talk about this on the Jamie D big news show all the time, draft type. Bean has proven that he doesn't draft for need. He drafts best player available. Because yes. it's, been, it's been how many years now we're like, man, we need to fix our line. Well, yes, you that's know? true. But last year we also were like, we need a cornerback. And that's what they did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He did. But but the line, clearly, they, they do not believe in investing a lot of money in it. Well, we took three running backs the last <laughs> three years I know. In, the, in the first three rounds of each draft. And you can pretty much say we haven't hit. I don't know. Can you say Devin Singletary didn't hit if he's one of our all-time lead rushers? Well, I, I think Devin Singletary is average. Yeah. So he wasn't a flop. Yeah, he wasn't a flop. I but think he I got four he, good years out of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let me retract. I guess I can't say that we have a hit. But I guess when you say hit, you're saying that, hey, we're going to resign this guy. We want. Oh, can you say that? Well, it's a running back, too. Do you want do you want to give second contracts to running backs? But then we shouldn't have drafted him in the first place then, right? No, I disagree <laughs> with used, that. We shouldn't have drafted him in the first two. What was Devin Singletary? He was a third rounder. Third rounder. And then uh, the other dude we got rid of, he was second. Uh, he was a third rounder. He was a third. Uh, Zach Moss. Yeah. He was... He was third also. I, I disagree with that. I think you, you draft running backs regularly because you don't plan on resigning them. But the thing about that is, though, you're using – my thing is this. Here, here's how I look at it. First-round picks, you want these to be impact guys. Immediate starters, impact guys. Hopefully, You want to resign the first three, four rounds of people. Okay. All right. So you want your first round pick to be a media starter. That's what we you draft a first round pick. Hopefully he's good enough to start on your team. Yes. All right. Second round, you hope for you hope for the same thing. Third round, okay, yeah. Not as it get lower. Better right? be a contributor though, right? Contributor. You don't want your second, third round picks to be guys on the bench. And, and I know we have a good team. It ain't like we're a scrub. It ain't like we're Houston. No. We're a good team, but we do have holes. True. So, so now is bringing back around to our conversation now. Like a middle, we need a middle linebacker, right? Absolutely. So, so what I'm looking at is okay. When the draft come around, can you find somebody better than Terrell Dotson? Because that's what's going. That's what is going to wind up happening. Terrell Dotson is going to be our starting middle linebacker. Now, can he get it done? He could probably get it done. You can let Matt Milano run the call to uh, defense. That sure. I mean, who makes the calls really is not important. No, it's not. All right, but. Terrell and I and I feel like uh, Sean McDermott would probably like, hey, I want more of a thumper in there, right? So can we find a starting middle linebacker in the first second round, right? And you said, hey, you know, because I know you've been on it. I know you're going to talk about your mock draft that you tweeted out. Nah, so I'm with, not going to talk about that. You're not going to talk about that. I'm very, I'm very proud of you, man. Go well, to Twitter, uh, go to uh, Jamie D, and check him out on Twitter, man. He did a whole mock, man. I remember when this dude could care less about the draft. <laughs> <laughs> you used to make fun of me, man. Shoot, I want to talk about the draft, man. You on it, man. You got your own mock. Well, thank you. You know, they're very easy to do now with the draft simulators. You don't even have to know what you're doing. They tell you what players are the best available. So just click, 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 click. Hey, oh. this guy's available. Oh, he's good. Click. 
Oh my God, you did a simulator man. I thought you did that on your own. Oh God, no. Oh my God. I'm thinking you got your notepad, you watch a college film, you know, because I know on Saturdays in the fall, you really don't, you know, not too much into that, you know. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, you really did your scouting. Oh no, I used the simulator. Come Gosh. on. That's all anybody uses. And you know what? It has been a colossal time waster for me, and I love it. <laughs> I know, right? I told you, man, I, I feel like I've not been into it as much because I get so frustrated mm-hmm. that it's like, I want this guy. I want this guy. He's there, you know? And it's like, we don't get him. The other you know? thing is that when you use these simulators, you're relying on the rankings of, you know, one group, like Pro Football Focus or uh, NFL Draft Network. It's not necessarily accurate to what the teams see. So people end up becoming really dogmatic about players that they just haven't fully scouted. You go through this and it's like, oh, man, this player is ranked really high by Pro Football Focus. They must be good. Well, according to Pro Football Focus, sure. But we all know that they are not the end all be all when it comes to player rankings. Right. So, Help me out here. Yeah. Going back to my draft story, you know I don't remember the names. I know you do because you're way sharper than this old man. Jared. We was at Jared's house. Oh, I didn't go. And then and then it was the Aaron Maben draft. Right? And it was still your boy um uh he was still on the board, man, for Green Bay, the the, the dude with the long golden hair. And everybody like, oh, pick him. Like, nope, we're gonna take Aaron Maben. Uh Clay Math was it Clay Matthews? Yes, it was Clay Matthews. Yes, and, and also <laughs> Brian Arakpo were yes were on the yes. board. Two all pros, and Buffalo decided to we're going to take go Aaron with the two hundred fifteen pound lineman. Yes, I thought you were there. I was so distraught. Thanks, so ever since Jeron. <laughs> ever since then, I'm like, man, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I just felt like we're just going to blow it. You know, I will never forget. I was so mad. I was like, yeah, that had that had flop written all over it from from the get go. And you know what it was? It's that the Buffalo Bills decided that they were going to start running a Tampa two defense, and what they bought into is, oh, you use small players for the Tampa two. Uh, No, Mm -hmm. you use fast players for the Tampa two. If they exactly. happen to not be large, that's fine. But you don't go out of your dra- out of your way to draft people like Keith Ellison, mm-hmm. who are two hundred ten pound linebackers. <laughs> like you don't go out of your way to do it. You don't go out of your way to get super undersized players. But Derek uh, Derek Brooks just confused them. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And, and back in the people, uh, back back in the, the days of the inner circle, where they didn't actually have a general manager. Yep, that was so frustrating. And then we'll be at the bar, and everybody like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about. They get paid for that. They're the experts. Shut up and listen to them. Go Bills." I used to get so mad. So well, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I subscribe to that as well. Like, well, they know more than me, but now. Ever since drafting Boogie Basham over Creed Humphrey, I'm like, yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Stop overthinking this crap. <laughs> oh, back then, by the way, when they were drafting players like uh, Dante Whitner, mm-hmm. I, I, I was literally like, I know they get paid for this, but they're idiots. And it <laughs> sort of proved out that way. Yeah, man. 
after that one draft, the first two drafts with this regime, I'm like, no, they clearly know what they're doing. Yeah. And now, eh. <laughs> I mean, I know. And it's funny, man. I remember last summer, I was like, man, being we trust. I mean, because we talked about this on Code of Conduct this week. I was on it. And uh, we were just talking about Brandon Bean and his track record as a, you know, as a GM. And it's not that great, bro. It's not it's not terrible, yeah. but it ain't that great. But we load him and we celebrate him because he got the quarterback position right. Well, the other thing is this past season the Bills had more players on the roster that were original draft picks than any other team. And also the Bills are a top five team in the NFL. So there's something to be said for what they've done so far. Yeah. Yeah. They've at least been able to keep their own players. Now are they fringe players or are they stars? Do we have stars that we, yeah, well. Yeah, you, you've got Trey White, Matt Milano, Matt absolutely Milano. stars. Yes. Ed Oliver is good. Uh, Greg Rousseau is good. On the offensive side of the ball, Josh Allen is a star, but as far as people you've drafted, Oh, Deion Dawkins is good, too. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox is above average for a tight yes. end. Yes. Those are all original draft picks. True. That's Outside true. of that? Uh... <laughs> yes, it's, it's tough. We had some misses in there, too. So, And then you, you got Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. Free agents. Free agents. You, you hit and you, you traded for Stephon Diggs, who... Is working. Hopefully, we can keep him happy. You see, mm-hmm. he's sending out cryptic messages. Oh, stop you know. getting concerned about that crap. You know, I he don't likes know. messing with people. I don't know. Oh, stop it. I hope not. But he, he, hey, man. Would he have signed an extension if he had a problem with being in Buffalo? But I don't know if he has a problem with being in Buffalo, but we do have to acknowledge that when he don't get his way and he ain't winning, he gets grumpy. Yes, that's true. That's all. I'm just saying, you know. So, it, it, you know, he went on uh, LeBron James' the shop. He was a guest on there, and, yeah, he talks about, you know, how it's hard for him. So he, he yeah, wants to win. Yeah, wants so. to win. And, I mean, and I understand when you lose. Here's how I feel about wide receivers. Like, we lost to Cincinnati, and what do you have? Like, a couple of catches? Like, wide receivers don't like that. Either they want to win or they want to be the man. It ain't going to be either. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be both. You know, so it's kind of like, all right, we lost and only had, like, two catches for 10 yards or whatever he had. Right. You know? And I'm like, dude, throw in my mind. I'm like, dude, throw interceptions trying to get this guy the ball. That's, I mean, go out with your. I don't mind losing, but then don't lose and not get your weapon, your best player, the ball. You yeah. know, I'm throwing a double coverage and everything. You know, so I don't know. And then speaking of uh, the scuttle, but what about Ed Oliver? He tweeted out, "Man, you ain't showing me the bag, then don't talk to me." Yeah. I think Ed Oliver might think he's better than he is, but Ed Oliver is also better than fans think he is. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm willing to bet that they discussed Ooh. what? Ooh, you just gave a little hot take there. You said Ed Oliver isn't as good as he thinks he is, but he's better than what we think he is. Yes. Ooh. 
Ooh, okay. I think one of the most difficult positions to evaluate when watching a game is defensive tackle. It's hard to know what their assignment is and what we see are the splash plays. But that's not necessarily a defensive tackle doing their job. Daquan Jones does his job by eating up blockers. It doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Right. So you believe Ed Oliver eats up blocks? I I think he creates enough. I think he's more of a disruptor than a space eater. But I think he's more disruptive than people want to believe because he gets double teamed a lot. He gets Mm -hmm. double teamed a lot because if you don't, he can win. Now, when you had Von Miller play next to him, Ed Oliver looked really good. True. Then again, doesn't everybody look good with Von Miller next to him? Exactly. So that's what I was (laughs) going to get to. So the question I was going to ask you then is, do we give him the bag, though? Well, we don't even have a bag. That's No, we don't have a bag. So my my thing is this. I don't want him to walk next year in free agency. I don't want what Tremaine – if you – I feel like you know now – whether or not you're going to keep him, just like you knew last summer if you was going to keep Tremaine Edmonds. But right. I feel like it's like, no, we got him on this contract. We're going to make more, more, one more run with him, you know? And then he walks in free agency. Mm-hmm. That's what I have a problem with. Like, I don't want to see these guys use them for an extra year and try to win something with them. Is it worth them leaving the following year of free agency? I, I think... It depends on how close you are. If if you're close to a championship, then it's all hands on deck, and that's where the bills are. If you were rebuilding, or if you need to get out from under a contract that is going to be impossible, sort of like with uh, the receiver that went to Miami. Oh, um, uh, from the Chiefs to Miami. Yes. What? The uh, the fast one, yeah, cheetah, Tariq Hill, Tariq Hill, yeah. They knew that they couldn't get him signed long term, so they got value for it. If there's a possibility you can keep him, you keep him. But yeah, I no, I I, I think when you're close, I think when you're close, you keep all hands on deck. No, nah. and once again, we're just giving philosophies. It just hurts to see that kind of talent walk out the door and you get nothing for them. That's all. That it does. That's all. So I, I get I get the premise. I understand why you think you're doing it, but can we get Ed Oliver's production from someone else and maybe trade him? Because, I mean, the scuttlebutt was trade him to Denver for uh, Jared Judy. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, whoa, can you imagine we had Jared Judy, bro? Possibly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, Jared Judy, man, get somebody, get somebody else in there to get play deep tackle, man. That's what I'm like, Ugh, that'd be great. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It it depends on what's available. What can you get? I mean, that's that's the toughie in there. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody they can bring in? to take his place? Is there somebody you can draft? Like, how do you go about getting to that person? That's, that's really the question, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. Anyway. 
Did you know that DeMar Hamlin was on the show The Masked Singer? No. Yeah. Yeah, so that's scuttlebutt, man. DeMar Hamlin was on The Masked Singer. I saw that on Twitter. Oh, that's fun. I don't think he was on there with his brother. So that's fun. What was he doing? Huh? What was he doing? No, I guess he was one of the contestants, I guess. He was singing? I don't know. I just saw it on Twitter, so... I just thought that was interesting. I didn't see it myself. My wife watches it. I don't watch that stuff, uh, especially this time of year when it's basketball. I just saw it on Twitter. thought it was interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How's your brackets doing? Uh, yeah, I don't really do that. <laughs> you don't fill out a bracket? No. Really? You don't partake in this holiday, man. We call March Madness. <laughs> no. Really? Okay. All right. No, I feel like it's borderline sacrilege, but I get involved in so little when it comes to sports and watching things on TV. I'm really hmm. bad. So you haven't even been watching Mar- March Madness? I did on Friday. I spent like seven hours in a bar. Oh, nice. Well, you were at a bar. Okay. Yeah, with And friends. it was on. Okay, I got you. I mean, we did it on purpose, but, yeah. Gotcha. What's wrong with me, man? No, I'm like nothing, a fake, I'm... like a no. fake sports fan. No, not at all. You just don't get into March Madness, that's rare. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. My for... bracket's my bracket's to hell, so. <laughs> all my Final Fours are going except for Miami. I had Kansas winning it all. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, boy. So, I had Kansas winning it all. I had Duke in the Final Four. They lost. So, yeah. Duke, huh? Yeah, I had Duke in there. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, wishful thinking, I guess. Yeah. That's where you were. So, I know. So, yeah, my bracket, <laughs> my bracket's to hell. So, yeah, it's not as fun anymore. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's a holiday over here, man. We enjoy watching all the games from... 12 o'clock all the way until we can't stay up anymore. So. Your uh, your kids are big sports fans, and yes. your daughter is a, a great basketball player herself. Is mm-hmm. uh, she get into it? Yeah. Yeah, she fills out the bracket. She had Kansas also. Um, so, she, yeah, she's she's upset. So, yeah. But it's fun for her, like, especially on the women's side now, because now you see girls in college that she played against. Oh, really? Yeah. And now yeah. that's fun. So so she really enjoys that now, you know. So yeah. That that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And so I think she's more interested in sitting down watching games now, knowing it's people who came from her program, Fairfax Stars, um Kiki Rice, number one player in the country. Last year she plays at UCLA, came from my program. So just people you know, you know, so mm-hmm. played and against. So she likes it. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Get you, you know, invested. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. But I'd be remiss if we're going to get off. I got to wish big fella, man, the Midlow Menace, a.k.a. the Crock-Pot. What? (laughs) A.k.a. the Crock-Pot, a.k.a. Night Night Newton, man. Jalen's 13th birthday is today. So happy birthday, Jalen. 
Happy birthday, Big J. You didn't know where I was going with that, did you? See? I, 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 I knew that there was going to be something when you uh, said Night Night Newton. I'm like, well, yes. this is clearly, uh, we're, we're talking about Jalen here. Yes. But the crockpot? They call him man because he's shaped like a crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> so his buddies call him crockpot. They call him Night Night Newton. They call him the Midlow Menace because we live in Midlothian, Virginia. So he's the menace of midlothian so yeah his 13th birthday so. ah he's a great kid yeah thanks man so we had a good time yeah we celebrated yesterday because uh he has football practice today so we took him and his teammates out to bowl last night and took him out to glory days had burgers and stuff so it was good oh great good. yeah so ah big yeah, j he's a teen got two teenagers now man i'm getting old i'm getting long in the tooth ah you sure are but <laughs> hey um, are you seeing any difference between parenting a teenage girl versus a teenage boy? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Small got a little boyfriend now, man. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, bro. Of I, course. I hate it I'm on sorry. your behalf. I'm sorry, ladies. I know yeah, this is where I'm going to be a scumbag, but yes, it's much harder fathering a daughter than it is a boy, you know? So yeah. I don't know if you saw Instagram. I didn't put it on Twitter. But uh, two weeks ago, I put, you know, me and we were working out of gym. We were lifting, me and the kids. And I got under 315, and I was just repping it out, right? Mm. And everybody like, wow, Newt, you still got it. You still, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this because I want to show them boys. They starting to knock at the door. I'm letting them know the old man still got something left in the tank, <laughs> you know. So, but, yeah, you know, she's dating. I wish she should. She's a sophomore, about to be a junior. I get it, you know. So. And she, you know, I'm. she's she's smart. She's, you know, she's. Good in sports. She's also a beautiful girl, so well, uh, of course they're going to take they're going to take notice. Yes, I know it's going to come. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's and it's, it's a double standard. I have no problem with admitting, it. and she even calls it out. She was like, "Why every time Jalen talks to a girl, you have five of, but me, you run all the boys away from me." I'm like, "Cause I'm your father. That's why." Mm. <laughs> I was like, "I never said it was going to be equal. I'm just trying to do my best to treat you fairly, but it's not going to be equal, not at all." Well, I, I can't say that I wish I was the father of a teenager, any gender. Mm. I can't say I'm jealous. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're blessed. You're fortunate. So yep. take it one day at a time. <laughs> so, buddy. Good show. Thanks for joining. I rather enjoyed this. Always fun catching up with you, my friend. See you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, let's go, Buffalo. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise. The future of work. Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>